Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We are in Pirkei Elvis Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL with Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're in Chapter 2, Paragraph 5, Parag Bet, Mishnah Hey. Hillel Omer, Hillel says, Al-Tif Rosh Minhat Sibur, do not separate yourself from the community. Ve'al-Ta'amin Ba'atzmecha Ad Yomi Moscha, and do not believe in yourself until the day you die. And do not judge your fellow until you have reached his place. Do not make a statement that cannot be easily understood on the ground that it will be understood eventually. Do not say when I am free, I will study. For perhaps you will not become free. A lot of good statements here. Hill in general, very interesting sage, very wonderful comments. Everyone says wonderful comments all over the Talmud, especially here in Pirkei Avos. But Hill himself was a very interesting story. He's credited as the having that person who wanted to convert and said, "Tell me all of the Torah." And he said, "And he said, tell it to me all on one foot." Beisham, I said, "No way." And Hill was pretty much understanding and accepting of people. And he said, loving one's other as oneself is the whole gist of the Torah, the rest is commentary. And he also has other stories, such as the fact that he was so poor that on a freezing, wintry winter night, he went up and listened to the studying through the study hall in the skylight because he didn't have the money for tuition to get in to the base medish. Apparently, tuition was a problem even back then. So what happened was they saw like a silhouette in the ceiling and it was freezing and snowing and he got covered in snow, was shivering and, and might have even passed out. I'm not sure the real story, but then they brought him down and they said, what is going on? And he said, I can't afford the tuition. And I said, wow, this is someone who, who breaks himself just to learn and study Torah. So Hill is a very interesting character. A lot of great things to learn from him and of course all the other sages also. So Hillel is the grandfather of Rabbi Gamliel of the last three Mishnahis. In the following passage, he amplifies Rabbi Gamliel's dictum from 2-2 regarding people involved in community service and teaches the general relationship of individuals to the community, or according to Teferi's Israel's instructions to public servants. Furthermore, the Mishnah and the three that follow, which are all attributed to Hillel, are an introduction to Mishnah 9, which links Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka to Hillel and Shammai in the chain of the tradition. Al-Tifrash do not separate yourself from the community. One must participate emotionally and physically in the concerns of the community, bearing its pains and difficulties. One who does so will merit to share in the eventual consolation of the Messianic era. One who separates himself from community activities has no share in the world to come. Even if he does not transgress any particular sin, he views himself as a separate entity, neither participating in the communal performance of mitzvahs nor sharing the pains and travails of his co-religionists, and therefore he is deemed outside the Jewish pale. Different ways to serve, the bottom we see. During the Nazi Holocaust, great Jewish leaders interpreted this mission in diametrically different ways. Some felt it was their duty was to remain with the community, even if they themselves would perish along with it, while others ruled that they were obligated to escape in order to be able to rebuild vibrant Torah communities in other places. Both felt the communal need came first. It was only the form that this took that was in doubt. The self-doubt which tormented these sensitive souls is aptly expressed in a letter written by Rev. Shlomo Weinberg of Slanim, 
explaining why he did not leave the bloodbath of Europe when he couldn't have. Maybe I should have taken up your offer to flee when I still was able, but what shall I do? The children, the community are dependent upon me. Someone who feels the pain and feels the need of his community wouldn't desert them in their hour of need. Do not believe in yourself until the day you die. Never rely on the fact that a good character trait is ingrained in your personality. Until death, one must be afraid of ethical backsliding from the Rambam. Even in terms of belief, one is susceptible to lapses. Yochanan served as Kohen Gadol for 80 years, and yet he became a Saduki toward the end of his life. Rav Rashi, based on Brachos 29a. Ferris Yisrael explains these words speak of the temporary nature of success. One should never become complacent about his financial or professional achievement. King Solomon, the epitome of royalty and success, was dethroned temporarily in his later years. Remember, the evil condition is a tireless foe. Don't think that because you won the battle, you won the war. You have to fight every battle because the evil condition will come back every single day to try to get you. You have to raise up every day for the war against the Yitzhahara, against the evil condition. And realize that it's always there to try to get you. Communal prayer at the bottom upon meeting the Shunammite woman, the prophet Elisha asked her what she wished to request from the king in Malachambet. The Zohar interprets the king as a reference to God. Her answer was, I reside among my people. Rather than entering a personal plea, she linked her destiny to that of her people. Rabbanam of Peshischa compares this to a coin which is worn out and of diminished value. If a dishonest person tries to pass it off on a banker, it would certainly be rejected. However, if it were among many good quality coins, no one would notice its defects. Likewise, in the company of the community, God does not focus on personal faults. It is for this reason that he never totally rejects the entreaties of the community from Brachos 8a. Let's see a few more comments. Do not judge your fellow until you reach his place. It's so important to be done and to not judge the others. You have to judge others favorably. If you're going to judge them, make sure you do it favorably. According to Rav Yonah, this is a continuation of the previous clause. One should not believe that he is better able to withstand temptation than others who succumbed, for one never knows how he would react in the same predicament. As Rav Rashi, we should never be test- tested in any crazy predicaments, only through easy, wonderful Nice, happy things. The Talmud relates that King Menashe, one of Israel's most notorious rulers, appeared to Ravashi in a dream. Ravashi asked him why a man as wise as he would stoop to idolatry. Menashe answered, Had you been there, you would have lifted your cloak and run speedily after the idols. It is only because the desire for idolatry was eradicated before your time that you have the moral fortitude to withstand temptation. Unless one finds himself in the same place, time, and circumstances, it is realistically impossible to judge a friend. One would be like a magistrate who lacks critical evidence. Do not make a statement that cannot be easily understood. One should speak clearly, leaving no doubt as to his intent. Rambam adds that teachers must not speak or write so cryptically that their ideas yield meaning only upon careful investigation. Similarly, Tiferet Yisrael decries the excessive use of abbreviation in books. Rav explains one should be discreet regarding secrets. One should not make a statement which is not intended to be heard by others, for eventually it will be heard, because the walls have ears when it comes to secrets, as Koalas explains. Meiri says, do not speak cryptically in a public on the assumption that those who are not intended to know your message will not understand it. Eventually, even the uninformed will figure out what you mean, and your secret will now become public knowledge. When I am free, I will study. Perhaps you won't be free. Once you never postpone Torah study to a more opportune quote-unquote moment, it may never come. He must seize the moment now. Carpe diem sees the day and increases intellectual and spiritual wealth. He must not assume that tomorrow it will be easier for him to work Torah study into his schedule. Every day has its preoccupations and distractions. Every day is a challenge to try to fit everything in. The mission echoes from 115, make your Torah study a fixed practice. 
Tiferes Yisrael explains, Ashna should be rendered. I will review my studies and keys to success is Torah study and constant review, even though it is a tedious task that one prefers to push off. Therefore, the injunction is a necessary reminder. And at the bottom, keep it sealed. A secret is very much like a balloon. If tightly knotted, it will contain all the air blown into it. However, the slightest pinhole will allow anything to escape. A secret revealed to one person is as good as revealed to the whole world. A wise man once said, if someone tells you a secret with the warning not to tell anybody, you should never entrust him with anything you want to remain a secret. So in this mission, we see a lot of good things. Don't separate yourself from the community. you got to be part of the community. Don't ever trust yourself. You have to make sure to enact safeguards and boundaries for yourself whatever might be your challenges in life. That's why they say if a person has a taiva for food, he should not walk by McDonald's if he could walk another path. And if he has a taiva for money, then he shouldn't put himself in situations where he'll be tempted by the money situations. And don't judge your friend. You never know what's going on in another person's life. You never know. You got to only think of others favorably. Find the best way to judge them possible. There's a great book called The Other Side of the Story. Get it, read it. It explains the story from one perspective and then from the true perspective. And it's an enlightening, amazing book. If only we all thought to see others in such wonderful lights, then we would not have to think about and get books like that. And don't say something that won't be happening because it might happen. Secrets always get out. And don't say it when I have time. I'll study you. Night might not have the time. You got to use every day as much as you can. Even a little bit here, a little bit there. Even if you listen to the Duffy on the train like we try to do. Even if you're going to read some Steinmicker in the Parsha, a little bit on the train like we like to do. Every little minute you can. Just do what you can when you can. Because otherwise the time might not ever come. You have to seize the day. Join us next time as we talk about fearfulness of sin and Amma Arts and Boers here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.